I'm so glad that you're here. You are listening to What the Fuck Did She Just Say? with your host, that's me, Sandra Priestley. I'm all about living our best life and finding our zone of brilliance and then removing the resistance so that we can go all in. I say random crazy shit, which is why I called this podcast the way that I did, and I really hate long, drawn-out intros, so let's fucking go. Okay, so you know I'm a leadership coach, and I work primarily with women in business, but I'm also a feng shui practitioner. Now, for those of you who may not know what feng shui is, feng shui is really just thousands of years old, ancient art of placement. And it's really this understanding that everything is made up of energy and energy, energy patterns are predictable. And so when we can design our space and design our homes and design our environments in a way that uses the energy, we can we can really start to create what we want in our lives. We can start to manifest what we want in our lives. The way I explain it, it's like a 3D vision board. So we can use the space to up-level. I have done some of the coolest things. My clients have done such of the coolest things. Just using the knowledge of how you're designing your space. And manifested a lot of money or new careers or lottery wins or like any number of things um soulmates and helpful people and like ah awards scholarships you name it improved health and so this is like this has just been so amazing to me because for feng shui feng shui for me has really been like when you've done all the things that you can do you can open up your space to make room for miracles this is really what it's about for me it's about like using your your space to be a 3d vision board for your life now the majority of times when i would google feng shui what does it mean i would be so confused why? Because there's a whole whack of different uh, methodologies or forms of feng shui. And some of them use a compass and some of them use the front door as how you would situate your, your energy map called a bagua map. And so, you know, there's so many different forms and so many different takes on things. And we really do as practitioners, we kind of like lean into our gifts and we kind of create it to be like something that um, is more us, right? And so a lot of times I think feng shui gets a really bad rap because there's a lot of superstitious, people think that it's superstitious feng shui. Now, those same people may be the ones that think it's completely normal to not shave your face during the NF- the NHL playoffs, right? <laughs> like in the sports world, there's a lot of superstitions. So we're just going to let that go and say feng shui is cool, just like the NHL. And we're just going to move on. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
I actually love to lean less away from the fear. I don't like to ever think, oh my gosh, don't do this because it's bad. I don't believe in bad feng shui. I don't believe in fear shui. I don't believe that we should fear anything because what we place our energy on or what we place our focus on is what doubles, right? It's what manifests. So we should be just using our space for good. And for me, I believe that because everything is energy, our space is giving us frequency and we, we are interacting. It, our space is like an exchange of, of energy between the two of us. And if we want to manifest something, we want to be in the energy of what it is that we want to manifest. So we can use our space, we can use our environment, we can use our home as a constant thing that speaks to our subconscious mind, right? We want to make sure that it has nice things to say. We want to make sure that our space is a place where we feel rejuvenated, where we feel relaxed, where we feel inspired, and a place that reminds us of where we want to go, not where we've been or where we don't want to be. And I have a huge long story <laughs> that I will try to tell you how I started with feng shui. So when I was younger, I would come home from school off of the bus. And at four o'clock, I would watch the Oprah Winfrey show. Love Oprah. And one day... She was in her beautiful home and she had a feng shui practitioner walking through with her. I had no idea what feng shui was, but I did know I was so intrigued. Right. And I'm thinking if Oprah does it, we should probably all do this. So she started explaining the feng shui and I started, I was so, so interested in it. And I was really most interested in the idea that our space helps us in how we, or it were like, makes us feel right. Like our space can provide us a feeling. And I realized that I had been doing this all along when I was younger and, you know, I'd be going to school and I, let's say I'd have a, a, a fight with my friends. What would make me feel better was changing my room around. I would look to move my desk or move my makeup table or, um, you know, I would want to paint. I would want to paint the walls or wallpaper. It was the 70s, right? We loved our wallpaper. And I still, to this day, remember the day that I really wanted to go something, do something bold. And I had like, like this, like a deep but bright purple paint on the walls. My mom and I painted the walls. And then there was this wallpaper, which was like huge white and purple with black flowers on another wall. It was daring as fuck. But as soon as I could change my environment, as soon as I could change my room, I felt better. I felt different. I could see life in a different way. I had a different perspective. 
I felt good. I felt inspired. I felt excited. And so I started to see, oh, wait, maybe there is something to this feng shui thing. It doesn't just make Oprah money, but it also makes me feel different. I feel better. And over time, I started to learn. I started, you know, it was like I'd be in university and I would, I should be studying for my sociology exam or I could go to the library and take out a book on feng shui or clean the toilet, you know, like (laughs) if I didn't feel like driving, it was probably going to be cleaning the toilet, anything to avoid reading and studying. But I did want to learn everything that I could about feng shui because it would just made so much sense to me. My environment makes me feel better or worse, (laughs) depending And so over time, I started to learn and I started to learn more and more and more and more about it. And my very first, my very first experience with actually using it was my boss at the time when I first left, I I left university um, with three classes left, I quit. And I decided I I got a job working for um, a private school for learning disabled children and adults. And I worked for this woman who had her PhD in education. She was doing the assessments and we had expanded too fast. And um, we had purchased a second building and then she was really struggling for money. And she said, I don't know how we're going to pay bills. I don't know how we're going to do this. What do I need to do, Sandra? And I'm thinking, I don't have a fucking marketing degree, man. Like I, like I've got almost a sociology degree. Like, why are you asking me? I don't know. (laughs) And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I don't know what to do either, but I could try feng shui. And she said, I don't care what kind of voodoo magic you got to do. Just do it. I'm like, okay, well, it's not voodoo, but all right. So I went to the library. I grabbed my books. I tried to decipher the varying things that seem to like they seem to actually contradict each other, but I found the things that I thought would work. And we did those things. We worked on our wealth corners. We worked on the entrance where all of the opportunities comes in. We did everything that we knew how to do. And we did everything else for business as well. Put a vase with a red ribbon around it. Cause I read that if you put a vase with a red ribbon around it right next to your cash register. Okay. Now by this time it's the nineties, right? But <laughs> I heard that it was good for money success. Well, we didn't have a cash register, but I did put it on the wealth corner of, of the front desk. And within a week she had signed a hundred thousand dollar contract and it was not in the works until we started to shift the energy. It was crazy. And all of a sudden it was like, holy fuck, this, there's something to this. It doesn't just work for Oprah. It also works for us. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) She thought I was like this magician, I'm telling you. And so I moved on. I did go back to university. She forced me to, but, you know, I did go back to university. I did get my sociology degree and 
I then started a series of careers, but there was always this like desire to be an entrepreneur, desire to help people, and this really huge knowledge that I thought was untapped, you know, that your space can affect your life. And that the thing that we need the most is to up-level what we think. And so if we have a space that can constantly tell us amazing things, if we have our home, our environment, if we can design that to remind us of where we want to go, our conscious mind sees it, but our subconscious mind, the thing that controls 90% of our behaviors, our environment is speaking to that. And that becomes powerful. So I started to do more and more and more and more of this. And what I realized was there are so many people who had no understanding that their environment might be holding them back. You'll see it a lot online. It's super fucking popular right now where it says, you know, that that releasing I should have got the quote for this, but like releasing things from your space, decluttering things in your home makes room for more opportunities to come through. When we hold on to things, we are holding on to the past. Now, I am the first person to say that you can hold on to the things that are the most precious to you. But probably every single piece of artwork that your child has ever done from daycare to grade 12 probably is not precious. So choose the best ones. Choose the ones that give you that amazing, amazing feeling and then bless the rest so that when you can declutter your space, when you can open up your space, you can allow in more opportunities and you allow in the room for magic. This has been so huge for me to not only declutter my space, but start with decluttering and then start to design an environment that up-levels me as a human being, up-levels me and, and guides me to where I want to go. When we see our space as something that can help us evolve, as a business person, or even help business success when, and, and success in life, how we view the world, how positive we can be, when we can do that, we can begin to see our true potential. So is this the main thing that I do in my world? No. But it's a really, really big part of it. Because our space, when we, we're spending time in our space, we should be cherishing it like we would cherish our health, like we would cherish each other, like we, we would cherish everything in life. When we cherish our space, 
and we treat it as an energy all into itself, not just a container for our shit, our life can shift because we see it differently. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've had some laughs, maybe some ideas, and that you've been inspired to take some type of action toward the life you've always dreamed of. If you feel so called, I would love it if you would share with your besties and leave a review down below. I look forward to bringing you along on this journey and I will see you in the next episode.